dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source. We've just finished round 19, Source, and uh, before we get on to anything else, that was a great round of footy. A uh, great round of footy, Pez, and not only for the results, Pez, I think it was normally when you get into round 18, 19, you start to find out about a couple of teams in you. I find like this round of footy, it um, it didn't answer any questions at all. If anything, we know um, so much less about the top eight sides and it opened up so many more opportunities for so many teams. We had the draw on the Friday night, which opens up obviously top four opportunities for a range of teams, as well as the uh, 9, 10, 11, an opportunity to get into the eight. We had um, you know a couple of come from behind victories we had a lot of teams that you know continued some winning streaks it was it was a great round of footy yeah and I I can't get away from that draw on Friday night I was (sighs) fixated to the TV I think it was the strangest eight minutes of footy the final eight minutes that I've ever seen in my lifetime not only just the eight minutes though, Pez, like we'll get on to that eight minutes ever, but the game itself was such a seesawing affair. Like Fremantle got on top and then Richmond looked on top and both teams had multiple times that they looked like they were going to blow open the game. You know, um, early on, Noah Bolton looked like he was going to absolutely destroy and be an absolute superstar. Uh, and then you get onto the, the last, um, what, as you said, eight minutes and the whole game just seems like a, a gaggle of mistakes. Every single thing that was happening. A gaggle. Like, a gaggle. Jeez. There's a lot, of, a lot of gooses flying around there, Pez. <laughs> gaggle of geese. I've been reading the dictionary this week. Oh, shut up. All right. <laughs> but no, it was, it was unbelievable. Like, they, they did, uh, you know, have a couple of opportunities where I thought maybe Richmond more so were going to go in front by three or four goals. And then it just didn't happen with the inaccurate kicking and the, the great defences from both teams. Uh, but under the roof, only 52 points apiece in the end. But they didn't score for a very long time in that last quarter. Fremantle with the most opportunities just going inside 50 after inside 50 and Richmond just had to continue to defend. There was multiple shots on goal out on the fulls and then all the drama that happened uh, in the final minute and a half. Yeah, I think all the all the drama really highlights one thing in the um, in an AFL league where you know we talk about how elite it is is how much did Richmond butcher, absolutely butcher managing the clock? Two extremely disappointing instances where they had, you know, Noah Bolter, where Bolter was, was going for the for the mark, trying to manage the clock, take his whole 30 seconds. How dumb can you be to not to not have kicked the ball by the 30 seconds and, oh. and to, to have it smothered? One, your first mistake, and we'll let you talk to that. Yeah, a, a couple of things about Noah Bolter in general. Oh my God. He's been swung forward multiple times this year for a couple of quarters. And when he gets swung forward, he shows glimpses, but... He he's doesn't have that forward mindset where he where he makes smart decisions. Sometimes you know he'll grab it and he'll he'll snap a goal and things like that. But I think it was Jack Rewalt that went up to him and he took the mark and he said, "Take your thirty seconds." And Noel Bolter, oh, he did. He took that literally and said, "Yeah, I'll take my thirty. I'll take my thirty-one seconds, which is approximately what it was on the on the replay." And the umpire did the right thing, move it on, play on, call play on, got it smothered. Didn't even get in there for a score. He would have. Probably kicked it behind. Registered at a score and then there's the, the game over or puts a lot more pressure on Fremantle to have to he score. He kicks it behind. Richmond can set up their defence and, and then they're done, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't happen. So Noel Bolter will be very disappointed in himself. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about the management of the clock and uh, a point being scored and then you know how, how teams manage the defensive kick in later on and when we tackle some <laughs> of the other games. But the second incident is, you know, it must be something in the name, Pez, and that's why I mentioned the gaggle of geese uh, because it was Noah, the Noahs, obviously the Noah's Ark, and the, the, the geese running around like headless chooks because, Pez, I don't know how an AFL footballer, with all the amount of emojis and numbers and, and whatever symbols are going on the sideline, after a stoppage, 10 seconds beforehand, an AFL footballer does not know how long he's on the clock. I, I say this all the time when but I'm how? watching the footy. Like, <laughs> players like players that have high IQ, high footy IQ, are looking to the bench, uh, you know, having to tell that to all the other players on the field. Hey, we've only got 20 seconds here. We've only got 15 seconds here. We've got to... If we get it from the stoppage, we've got to bomb it forward because we need a mark if we're going to have a chance to kick a goal before the siren. And it happens at the end of the first, end of the second, end of the third, and so, so on and so forth. Marks the ball and in the heat of the moment wasn't thinking, had a brain fade and yeah. goes, you know what, I'm going to swing around because I don't think I can make the distance from here. I'm going to swing around and I think I'm open there and I'm going to be able to have a 
as shot from fifty and win the game. Yep. Well, and that's what he thought. And that one there is, as I said, it's it's that one I think is more acceptable than the, than the other Noah Bolter uh, than the other Noah um, incident. But I just don't understand how the ball literally had come from a stoppage, a throw in right near the benches. How his awareness, obviously, you know, we get lost in the moment, Pez, but it's. It's 20 seconds away. It was 10 seconds from the throw-in where they all should have been looking at the clock. They've got the one up there. Maybe they've got some, as I said, maybe I think later, earlier in the year someone used a, a rocket ship. Someone on the I ground. I think St. Kilda used a rocket ship, actually, it was, on the, on the emojis. Like, oh, I don't care what they sh- use. Surely you got, like, a someone on a whiteboard could have just drawn a one. And like Someone on seconds. the ground. Someone. A player on the ground Turn needs around, to say, it's, you got this. It, it yeah, yell at him at the top mind. of your lungs, stop. Like, yeah. you can make the distance from 60. I don't care if it's a goal. I just want an opportunity yeah, And to you can see Jack Rewald in the background yelling at him, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. And like, yeah, as you said, you, you excuse the young, the young fella because he's come around, he's, you know, he didn't think he could make it in the heat of the moment. That's a great kick. But realistically, <laughs> time management has cost two teams. In the first 25 minutes of a quarter, that's a great move. Yeah. As I said, <laughs> time management has cost two teams two massive opportunities. And, you know, we, we get on to the other one later, Pez, but it's a great game of footy. And that last that last minute was so frantic. Must see TV. And better than the two or three of the other games, just that last minute than some of the other contests this I, weekend. I, I woke up on the Saturday morning and watched the last eight minutes again because yeah. I could not believe what actually just transpired and what happened. And if you're going on teams heading inside 50 with the defense under pressure, Fremantle should have won that game. Yes. They, they should have been up by multiple goals. Agree. Didn't happen. Okay, Richmond had their opportunity at the end there, the last minute and a half. Richmond should have won that game. Both teams didn't take their opportunity. Richmond only get two points. Freeman only get two points. You see, the players are always more upset after a draw of course. than they are from a loss. As uh, uh, Dennis Pagan famously said, it's like dancing with your sister. You, you achieve nothing. It, it you always nothing from it. It always comes up. It always comes out. <laughs> when you dance with your sister, it always comes up, does it? Well, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't have a sister, so you can uh, you can tell the story. No, no as long as you're not dancing with my sister, mate, <laughs> we're not talking about that. That's, but that's when it might. It, it's true though, because it's no, it's no, it's no. Um, it, there's no, no no good feeling from it. You don't learn from anything. I think there was a famous quote from a, uh, an AFL player years ago. Said, you know, I'd prefer to lose because then we can look at it and we can reflect on it. And we can learn from it. A draw, you sort of like uh, the team that shouldn't have won. Sort of goes, oh, we got out of jail here. And the team that uh, won sort of goes, we should have won. Sort of, you know, like oh, we probably should have won that. But nothing really gets learned from it. But you know, in this day and age, Pez, you know, how, how do we still have draws? Like, and I want to hear your opinion on this because I've got my own opinion, but the drawn game, we, we've gotten rid of it from the grand final now. We've played extra time. We don't have it in finals, but in the regular season, we still have a place for it. Multiple sports around the world have different options. So, you know, we can't say that all sports have an overtime, but what does the AFL do in this? Is, it, is this good for the game? Is it bad for the game? What, what do fans, the, the AFL, want? Everyone has their own opinion on this. It, it's a huge issue. And Not an issue, debate. My, my big view is, you know, history of the game and <coughs> continuing to change things. I actually wouldn't mind if it's five minutes either way and you you play into a winner. So five minutes each end? Five minutes each end, like they do in an elimination final yeah. uh, for the next week. I also wouldn't mind if they keep the draw just in the regular season. Yeah. I, I don't mind either way. I hate... I hate seeing a draw and hate seeing the players, but it's always a good talking point and discussion. And you can see which teams actually stuffed up, which teams escaped with two points and which teams got it. And then for those teams, it's very rare to have a draw. Percentage kind of doesn't play a part for the rest of the year unless they are to get another draw yeah. because they're two points off. And then it makes the finals race that little bit more interesting, I believe. It, it does a little bit. It makes it a little bit more interesting uh, for the, the end of the season. Um, but... Uh, there's so many different variations of it too. Like, do you go 10 minutes either way? Do you go, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually not even going to put this as an option because it should never have happened in an AFL game. Golden point. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's Let's scrap that. But I actually don't mind the draw. I agree what you're saying. I think the history aspect of things, I think it makes something really interesting. It's something unique about our game, which a lot of other sports don't have. During the regular season of any other sport, they play extra, you know, extra sport, extra uh, time. They play extra innings. You know, you look at uh, basketball, they play to a result. You look at baseball, they play to a result. Um, you know, soccer, they play, uh, I think it's, what, 15 minutes each end, and then they, they, they you know, then, have, then, a then have a draw or, or penalty, penalty shootout. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's something unique with our game. I think it is disappointing for a fan 
Um, if you, especially if you're at the game. I think this one was really disappointing because it was such a topsy-turvy game. In most times there's a draw, you actually have one team that's overperformed. So a team's like, oh, yeah, we're we drawn. And, you know, like any time yeah, you play North Melbourne. Points. Exactly right. Um, it, ma- it does make the, the rest of the finals race uh, a little bit interesting, Pez. As I said, it opens up some opportunities. We had Sydney have a, a you know pretty significant win against the Lesser Adelaide. We had Port Adelaide that probably could have scraped into the uh, to, to the eights, you know, and may keep their race alive with a win over Geelong. And they, they looked uh, pretty, pretty ready for for a win in that third quarter where they piled on eight goals. Yeah, that was an unbelievable third quarter because Geelong break out of footy. Geelong just had it in the bag, uh, ready to go. They, you know, they were doing what they needed to do. And in the third quarter, it looked like they kind of went back to that old 2020 style of gameplay when yes. they're trying to close down the game uh, and kick it around. And you don't uh, blame them for that with the old bodies. But uh, Port Adelaide, they just look like another another animal and a, di- and a different side and piled on the eight goals to one. Lucky Geelong got that one goal, but they were down by seven points or so at three-quarter time source. And uh, Geelong turned the game again on its head, which is a hard thing to do Very hard. at Adelaide Oval. Uh, hard, hard for a range of reasons, Pez. You know, they went down the, the one of the momentum shifting things was the that uh, the, the adjustment that Geelong had to make. You know, with the uh, Reece Stanley going down, that a young ruckman come in and Neil, a uh, first gamer or second gamer maybe, um, and so he went in. So there was a whole range of different things, and then to do this against a team that's you know very talented. We've we've said that probably Adelaide, Port Adelaide have probably underperformed this year. They're playing a, a, a furious um, home crowd, and, and it's a, it's a great atmosphere if you're a Port Adelaide fan, but it's a very scary place to be if you're. Um, anyone else like the prison bars, prison bars uh, were, were there for a reason back in the day because it's a scary place to be but um, you know they, they did well Geelong I think that's not talking from a Geelong point of view but this is somewhere previously we've seen many times especially in finals Geelong where they resort back to a different game plan and then they make a comeback, they, they give a lead, and then they collapse. And that, that fourth quarter, they, where they went back again, they went back to and they adjusted it a third time, they were able to you know control the game. It was a really great game to watch. The intensity was high. Tom Atkins was amazing in that last quarter, 12, 12, 12 touches, uh, something like eight clearance or something like that. Amazing. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. And he's, he's, he's my man too, yeah. He's, he's tackling his right up there, and you had to mention that. I wanted to mention Brad Close. Now, he only got these 15 disposals, kicked a goal, but... He was everywhere too. When he goes around the ground, you love the ball in uh, Close's hands because he, he is absolutely amazing. On the other hand, now I've mentioned this on the pod in the last few weeks, Source. Sam Palpepper. Now, he's playing as a small forward, playing as that high-pressure uh, type of player. He kicked 2-1. He had 19 disposals, 14 of them being kicks. And if I'm the Port Adelaide Footy Club and I'm in charge of their list, I'm delisting Sam Palpepper at the end of the season. Well, there's big talks about him wanting to come home, come home to Victoria anyway. So, uh, why are you why are you delisting Pez? I'm delisting him because you, you can't play him uh, solely as a midfielder. He's not he's not set up for that. He's body type, and I think he's too small. So he's not a leading small forward. He's not going to get it on the on the run. He tries to put the pressure on and get the tackles, but some of the time when he gets the ball, he does he makes stupid decisions. I think his kicking efficiency isn't high. Uh, he kicks it out on the full a few times. He usually kicks a couple behinds. And he just costs the team in really big moments. And I don't think he's a player that will be able to improve in that category. So I think they need to be able to find someone else that can play that role and fit them in and put them in. And when they you know, make finals again, Sam Palpepper is not going to be a small forward that's going to kick a four goals and win a win a final. So I'm I'm saying see you later. Yeah, like you know, he's primarily would you know in a in an old traditional sort of football, he's a wing player that sort of floats in and floats out. But he's just a bull in there. He runs through, he crashes packs, he gets the footy, and just seems to bang it on the boot a lot of the time. And you know, he, he seems to get accumulate the ball a lot when he's able to do that. But his actual efficiency in that disposal is is. is very dubious at times and totally agree, Pez. And I think that, you know, I know that um, there'll be a couple of Melbourne teams interested in him. Um, I think that it's, that's the right move for Port Adelaide too. They've, they've got other people that can fill those gap. They don't need something like him. He's got a little bit of tra- trade value um, because I think that, you know, people are a little bit um, uh, miffed by, I guess, the, the stats and the way that he plays because he does seem to be everywhere. He does seem to, to be and close to the ball a lot. He does seem to be a bull, but... That's why I've had to change efficiency. my mind over him because yeah. I thought, why, why are they dropping him? Why, why are they dropping him? Because he's such a high-pressure player and, you know, he gets the, gets the footy. But it's because of his disposal efficiency and I wouldn't want him at my club. So um, I wonder if the fans would want them at theirs. The other game, Saturday night, Source, oh, we cracker. had uh, the Bulldogs in Melbourne and there was a, it was a game of runs. So three goals here, three goals there. Melbourne looked in control early. Like they're having a lot of games this year and a lot of their losses. And the Bulldogs 
able to get over the top. Jamari Hugo Hagen, five goals at the end. A buddy-like goal at the end to seal it, even though the game was already over with the with the time and Bulldogs were already up. But um, great game by the number one draft pick there. Yeah, not only the four goals, Pez, but you know, three clutch goals in the last quarter, two of them coming in real crucial times and really sort of asserting um, hopefully his spot in that side because there's been a lot of questions about you know some of the moves that Western Bulldogs are making. They've got a very uh, tall sort of list. They've got uh, the Darcy boy. He's sitting in the, in the in the reserves absolutely chopping it up. There's rumours that they're going to go after um, another tall forward in, in, the, in the off season. They're going to have to go after um, the bloke from Port Adelaide, one of the, I think it was Marshall or... Um, another one. They're going after another one. So it was good for him to be able to salute his you know um, spot in that side. You are correct, Pez. It was a game of runs. The, the Bulldogs seemed that they were going to have another finals-like performance when they sort of were on top of the Demons early and then they stormed home, had, what, four in the end of the first quarter and then a couple in the second and they really sort of had dominance. But the, the Western Bulldogs, they seemed to have Melbourne figured out a little bit. And we spoke about this on the pod last week. The way that they um, they coach that midfield and they sort of really congest it and they, and they don't allow them to just go up the middle and they really control the pill... Is a is a is a roadmap to how to beat Melbourne, Pez. Yeah, a couple of couple of big quarters from the dogs in, in terms of goals, but that last quarter five goals to one uh, against the Demons. We know Brayshaw, you know, he played well uh, across that half back line like he's been doing all year, but then the Bulldogs were just able to put that pressure on and not let Melbourne do what Melbourne had been doing for two years, which is kick the ball cleanly, get to uncontested players, and then find a mark inside fifty. Uh, and they, they weren't able to do that. And when they're not able to do that and Bulldogs are able to defend uh, and, and run it the other way with their midfield, uh, they showed that, you know, they've had a shocking start to the season and it's probably going to cost them a, a chance at the title this year. But they're in the eight at the moment thanks to a, a Richmond uh, brain fade at the end as well. Yeah, it was good to see Melbourne's forward line sort of, uh, you know, it's come together a little bit, Pez, and it was probably the first game in a long time where we've seen that Melbourne forward line of uh, Wiedelman, oh, sorry, Wiedelman, Wiedelman and uh, Fritch actually perform. You know, Sparrow, Neil Bullen, Pickett, they looked actually quite well. Um, they looked back to their best like, that they, we saw last year and we saw earlier in the year when we thought that they weren't going to lose a game. But the Bulldogs held on. Uh, it's going to be an absolute cracking matchup this week against the Cats at Alphabet Stadium. And uh, the Bulldogs, you know, again, we're going to hear about our Footscray supporters coming from about this time of year. This is about when they start to play well. But again, for me, like we've talked about Essendon and, you know, we're going to talk about Collingwood later about how they've actually turned it around and they're winning close games. The Western Bulldogs have let so many opportunities on the table this year and they don't deserve to make finals the way that they've played this year. Yeah, and uh, if they turn it around and win a couple of these tough games on, their, on at the end here... We're going to hear about it. They're going to be able to make it and go, we know what we're going to hear if they do make it. Oh, we, 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 we can, we've we done can it win before. It for, win it from eighth. Done yeah, it before. Yeah, whatever. Uh, game of the round uh, on the Sunday... Yes. 74,000 Yep, Carlton versus uh, GWS It was an absolute cracker We that saw was, Toby Green take probably mark of the year That was absolutely horrible <laughs> Even though it had a couple of high High flying marks But they couldn't score in that first half Oh Jesus um, Anyway, but Collingwood and Essendon So Collingwood They kicked the first six goals source Up by 37 points at quarter time And then the game turns completely on its head Essendon show what they've shown You know, in the past five weeks of footy and just go, you know what, we're not letting this happen. We're actually going to put in the effort. We're going to kick. Dylan Shield was uh, hitting some targets as well, which is surprising uh, from his left boot as well. So uh, Essendon, able to turn it around. Fourth quarter, you look down at the score and you think, geez, Essendon are up by four goals here. Colin would have to kick four goals to win the game in about eight minutes. Yeah, Pez, I was actually at this game and uh, the first quarter, I have never, and I've been to grand finals before, but... Collingwood, when they were up and about, and they piled it on against an arch nemesis, goal and goal and then goal, and then he had that Dacos goal where he's run around a couple and slotted. The crowd <laughs> and the energy in the at MCG was incredible. Did they chant? Did they do the they chant? They did the Collingwood chant, and then oh. the second quarter, second quarter, Silence. the whole game's life got sucked out of it. By as you said, Dylan Shield was running through. They they adjusted Stringer. You know he stood stood up in that forward line. They adjusted through that D, you know their defensive pressure, and the whole game it was a massive swing of momentum. And then Essendon took over. And then Essendon again. The crowd was was immense and the energy was great. And then that fourth quarter, that exact same thing. And the life got sucked out of it, and then it went down. And then it got, came down to an amazing finish. And we spoke in the first game, Pez, about time management. I don't know. How you get a ball from kick out of a point no. in 13 seconds to a shot on goal with, with under a minute left. 
absolutely disgusting to allow that happen in this modern day. When in, in any day, sorry, when that's you're, unacceptable. When your forward, your player, has wasted forty seconds from the game clock, mm-hmm. had a shot at goal, mm-hmm. ended up hitting the post. Where, why were they not set up? I mean, they were set up up the middle, Piz. They 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 had so many people up the middle, thinking they that the they were going to bomb. But you can't think. You play that one there. You play a man on man right from the kick in. Everyone has accountable for their man. You punch the ball. How, you, how get you, it to have you get a stop. An overlap, three kicks to make it from, as you said, a shot at goal to another shot at goal. And, and look, the mark was incredible. It was a great mark. It was you know sort in of between stuck between two, two people. Yep. You know, it was a great kick for goal that, that he had there. We were not going to you know uh, stay away from that. Great celebration too. The old uh, you know, just business as usual, but that unacceptable for Essendon. Unacceptable to allow that to happen. Thirteen seconds, Pez. And the funny thing is. Uh, Jones is lining up for goal, and I'm sitting there going, he's getting 40, 45 seconds off the clock here, but if he misses, Colin would have one shot, yeah, to get it down the other end. So what I was thinking is someone sneak off off the side at the back, and he does a little chip kick after 30 seconds, kicks it to them, that's the end of the game. Siren's gone, you don't even have to kick the goal, only if they were open and free. And I have rarely ever seen a team do that where they – have a mark inside 50, they're taking 30 seconds off the clock. Just kick it And backwards. kick it sideways. Like, honestly, how hard would it be, Pez, for someone to run from the forward 50 to the interchange bench and then the next person comes on from the inter- interchange bench and stands there and they kick it to him? Yeah. And and that, that's game over. Look, a lot of people are going to say, Jones should have just kicked the goal. And maybe he should have. But if there is a player there and you can do it, I would, if I was coaching... I would make my team go, you know what? If I can do this and manage the clock like this, I'm going to kick it to that guy at 45 metres out by himself. Just a 15-metre kick. I'm not going to miss it. He marks it. Game over. But you reverse the situation, pairs, and the ball's up the other end of the ground, and you've got no time doing the kicking back and forth. So what does it make a difference when you're 55 out, when, it, when realistically it's a shot at, what, a 50-50 shot at goal? Why wouldn't you have a 70-30 chance at chipping it over to uh, you know one of your, your friends, one of your friends, one of your teammates, and then just waste the clock? Or handball it to someone, and every, everyone's in that forward line, just run. <laughs> just go for a run. It, it wouldn't be a good look. It, it? it would not be a do you know good what, look. Do you know what it would look, look better then? Instead of and saying Essendon Collingwood win. by four, Essendon would get, a four point, get four points. <laughs> you know, that, that's what it is. Who cares? Yeah. Winning is winning. It doesn't matter if you win by 100 points, one point. But if you lose, it sucks. Look, and, it's, and, and again, they let this one slip away. And they, this has been did. Essendon all year. They did. He kicks, year, he, he kicks the goal. They win. He doesn't kick the goal. And they don't set up properly. I can't believe that guy on the wing was able to get the ball, kick it down to Jamie Elliott. And he had the poise. Pendlebury. Oh, the poise to mark, go back, run in. He said after the game, he didn't even hear the siren. And I believe him because the crowd was It didn't was look out. like he did. It was... It, it, it did. The energy in was motion. incredible, Pez. And that ball, there was a couple of angles we saw posted uh, to TikTok after yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, amazing and, and a great the, kick the, for the golf. celebration, though, Pez. Like we always get up and about with our uh, Papley and how he goes over the top. Just the old turn and just one hand to the ear, yes. like that's right. Let me soak this in, and then someone else comes in and jumps in. But just the whole, oh yeah, business as usual. Yep. I was always kicking that. You're exactly right. You love it. You love the arrogance and the celebration that way. And Collingwood, top four at the moment, source. <laughs> Nine straight too. Nine straight. Nine straight. With Same as Geelong. Geelong's got nine straight as well. I heard someone on the radio. I think it was ABC Swamp. I've got the you know you got Swamp notifications oh, got on. Yeah. Swamp tweets out um, eight games in a row. They won by sixty something points, accumulative, and then this game as well. They won by less than a goal. So it's nine games in a row. They hold the record for the least amount of points. And the guy on the radio station's done it. No credit for Swamp again. So it's obviously come from Swamp. If you're going to use his stats, give him some credit. I heard I heard on um, one of the podcasts I was listening to that uh, Fox Footy actually have employed Swamp, so they have rights to his stats to show them on the TV and stuff. So they they, oh, they, they should they should quote him when they're using him in anything else. Yeah, just why use not? him. Use him. He's, he's amazing. No, I, I actually saw something on the weekend pairs. I've screenshot that we're going to use later in the year okay. for Swamp. I've got a uh, a trivia for you later in the year. Okay. I've, I've taken from Swamp. I'll let it, let it settle a little bit. I know you've got the notifications on, but I've got a good trivia question from right. it. I won't go back and have a look at every single tweet yeah, you this will, year. you will. <laughs> like you did last time, you cheat. <laughs> All right. That was a great round of footy. We spoke about the important games. We've got the we've got the ladder there. We need to review our bets from round 19. Review. It's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. 
Well, here we are, Sauce, round 19. Uh, it was another winning round, but uh, it was it was hard to get there. And uh, we had a couple of uh, couple of heart, heartbreakers, but uh, we take them on the chin and take them as losses. So the first game was the most interesting one with the draw. Now, I missed out on the Richmond 1-39, to and I wasn't too sure if I was going to get the half payout or whatever because of the two teams, but I went on to Ladbrokes to the Saturday game, and I saw... The draw was an option at $101 in the big win, little win market. So it was a cross for me. I just got a bonus bet. Yeah, you got to be careful with that when you bet it with different betting agencies. They offer different things. Uh, sports bet, they pay out a draw as um, a 50-50 win. Like it's 50-50. They just give you the money half back, the I guess, winnings, half the winnings. Uh, and different agencies do different things. So make sure if you've got the draw as an option, you won't get paid out. Try and find those agencies that, that have the uh, the draw there if it's sort of – I mean, only have So you had three men or head to head, like – I did have free or head-to-head, so it paid out. Uh, so it goes as a cross, um, but I get a 43, I think it was $43, $47.30 or something like that. I think forty-seven fifty from yeah. a 50 bucks stake. So you lost $2.50 for some reason. I don't know what they did there. Uh, because the winnings would have been uh, $95, so I got half of 95 What's that? $47.50. Yeah. $47.50. Yeah. Oh, so half winnings paid out. There you go. Excellent. The, the next game was the North. Sucks it's a red cross, though. $2.50. Yeah. Can yeah. I have half a ref got red cross? Oh, well, I don't know. You have to spend the red, medium. Could I, have a red, could I have a red tick, maybe? Oh, is it? North Melbourne, Hawthorne. I noticed you didn't have a bet. I had no. Hawthorne plus 15 and a half, but also at the line, I love the line, minus 20 and a half. And Jack Gunston was absolute value. $1.90 on Ladbrokes to kick two plus goals. He kicked it in the first quarter. And he kicked five. Ended up kick, did he kick five in the end? Five, four. Jeez, so, oh I thought he kicked four. So he did play forward. I was thinking, why is he paying so much? And I spoke last week that he might have been playing down a different role but no down there Tasmania he's done it before he kicked his he kicked his goal so that was a $3.69 get at a unit and uh, we love seeing that you do love seeing that Pez uh, I didn't have a bet in that game as you said the Sydney Adelaide game I had a bet I followed your philosophy Pez and I got a bone to pick with you excellent uh, it lost <laughs> I, knew, I actually knew you were going to say this when I had a look at your Sydney bet. Swans. I had the over one thirty one and a half, and I spoke about. It, I'm like that that's one that fifty is is very low there, and I went. You know what? I'll go the under one seventy one and a half. I should have gone the one ninety. Still would have lost because it was an incredibly high, high scoring game. game. There was like seventy points in the first half, and then it was pretty much over. And then it was pretty much you, over. You, yeah, you knew what was happening. So I got a bonus bet for that one, Pez, which I've used this week. Uh, yeah, and. When, when I do these bets, I, I had the under 186, which lost, so I got a, a bonus bet as well. But I, I look at the live odds on Sportsbet mm-hmm. uh, during the game. See if you're a shot. And the the live market was 186.5 for a while there, and then it shot up to 195, and then it shot up to 200. And 200. <laughs> it, was, it was no good. So uh, we go from there. The next game was a Port Adelaide-Geelong game. I had my three things, but I only needed Geelong to win 1-39. to 39. Uh, which they're able to come back in that fourth quarter and do. So $2.15, one unit I had on that. Yeah, I had my bonus bet on this one, Pez. Atkins get 15, which we spoke. He had you know 12 in the last quarter, so he got that pretty easy. Geelong minus 8.5, which was a push and pick your own line, 133.5, Pez. So a nice little profit for me. Had two units as a bonus bet on that at 260. Love the profit. Um, I've got a bone to pick with myself here because the next game, we've got Brisbane versus Gold Coast Suns. Now, I've spoken earlier in the year that I hate the lead it every quarter, but sometimes you need to go on it for value. Brisbane led it quarter time, uh, and then Gold Coast were able to, you know, come back and, and lead for a while. Brisbane were able to win the game easily in the end, but I've got to start backing when I think that, when I think oh, the line's too big for Brisbane, maybe I'll just go quarter by quarter leader. No. Go with your gut feel and go with the plus on the other side. Okay. Okay, so you, you, a little bit of a correction there. Okay. Um, um, that's what I'm going to be thinking about in the future. Maybe a little hopefully, bit of alternate and, and pump it up and uh, we'll see how we go on this uh, round 20 bet slip. Might not include any of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had no game, uh, no bets in this one. All the Melbourne-Brisbane one. Uh, sorry, Melbourne-Doggies one. Uh, Melbourne-Doggies one, same for me. So we moved to Carlton GWS. Yeah, this one here, I had the over-under, uh, over 153.5, the alternate line, which... Uh, Oh, Pez, it was a low-scoring affair. I thought I was good, but it didn't quite get there. It fell six short. Carlton plus five and a half, I got that, and Carlton to win by 139. That was uh, a little bit uh, tight in that last quarter, too. It was a hard hard way to cheer for it, because I'm wanting them to you score goals. Scores, yeah. But I was wanting GWS to score, no one else. So uh, it was a, a, I got a bonus bet from this one, Pez, so one unit. It was 30, 36 to 37, yeah. 39 at half time. And I know. The first quarter, 
just shocking, shocking. scores. So they weren't able to get it. And but that's what you wear. You wear the loss. This is the game I was most confident in because I had two units on it, and my main bet there was over 167 and a half, which I love the line. It closed at around 171, 172 and a half. But my multi number one, if we just head over to that for a second, I had Hawthorne minus 20 and a half. It got up. Brisbane to win got up. Uh, Sydney Adelaide over 155 got up, and then over 167 as well. So I ended up risking three units on that one game, and I did think about it. On the Sunday, I thought, you know what? Should I just go under 171 and kind of hedge my bets a little bit and actually guarantee some profit back? In hindsight, probably shouldn't, should have, but I really liked my position at 167.5, so I was happy to, you know, end up having the three units on that and it would have been a big, big payday, but it wasn't to be because they, they couldn't score. Yeah, not to be, Pez. Speaking of a big payday, I was uh a terrible 13 seconds away from having a big payday in this one pez i had uh my cheeky in the collingwood versus essendon game had the over 167 pay uh, that paid out nick hind to get 20 or more he was fantastic had that my last leg was essendon 1 to 39 uh so yeah we, uh, know, we know how that unfolded one, that was that was disappointing no. Hmm? 156 was the total game points. Nah, was, my story's way better this way, Pez. So let's continue on. <laughs> I didn't lose any money that way. Let's go Red Cross. <laughs> it was a bonus bet as well. <laughs> um, I had the two bonuses from earlier source. So uh, I used them on this game. And I thought, you know what? I love this line at $2. I was going to go Collingwood head-to-head at $1.75 because I was like, I think Collingwood would win this game very easily with the lineups. And I went, no, nah, Collingwood minus 4.5. And, and then the first quarter, if I bet on Bet365... Dollar seventy five for Collingwood. It would have paid out up by thirty two yeah, points. It. Same with Blue Bet, and they ended up points. they ended up winning uh, the game in the end. But how much did they win by? Uh, four, four. So that's a, that's a loss. So bonus loss well, there. They, they got eight points because they get four points that they won by, yeah, and sure. then four points for the win. Sure. So my uh, that game lost. Didn't have a bet in the St Kilda West Coast game, which we haven't mentioned, and for good reason. It was a horrible brand of footy to watch, and West Coast usually get the rub of the green with the umpires over there. I'm a St Kilda fan, and I'm admitting this. St Kilda, if you haven't watched, if you didn't watch the game, they got looked after something shocking with the umpires. West Coast got screwed. <laughs> yeah, because the AFL needs a, the uh, the, the, final, the finals to be a little bit closer, and that keeps them alive. It keeps them equal uh, eighth on percentage. They they need a lot of percentage to uh, make up for that. But yeah. or a draw. I thought exactly the same thing, but my multi got up Hawthorne, Geelong, and Brisbane. Yeah, my my Hawthorne got up. My uh, my multi got up as well, Pez. uh, So it was a nice little two unit collect there as well for for me. All right, let's get into round twenty. Whoa, 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 Nelly! Let's actually talk about our stakes for the win for the Uh, year and the unit. I I always forget this. Actually, you do. I staked nine units and returned eleven point seven four. Another winning round for the source. uh, Profit of two point seven four units for the year. Staked one thirty seven point four four. Returned one seventy three point two eight. Pez keeps climbing. I got twenty six and a half units. Pez all uh, profit. So love and life. Very, very good. That's some people's goal for a whole season. Source there. Uh, Ten units out. For me, 11.12 back, a profit of 1.12 units, so nothing too extravagant, but profit is profit. 180 units staked for the year, 256.49 return, and climbing up, trying to hit the 80s, is 76.49 units of pure profit. Absolute pure profit. And let's continue that streak, Pez, heading into our bet slip for round 20. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small... Now Bex with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... And as always, Pez, we'll start things off with specials. I wonder how many uh, you're banned from this week. Sinnoh takes a special and goes bang. Oh, I might need your help because I did look at the alternate account and uh, nothing I could see uh, just yet. Banned, from, banned. From money ball. No, not a chance because I haven't even bet with that account Banned because I got it. Might have looked at it later. I don't know, but let's have and a look. We've got a couple of minor changes uh, this week with a couple of our specials. We've got sports bet, uh, the bet returns, all matches. If you are eligible for that, Ladbrokes, which you are not. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Ladbrokes uh, AFL three plus league same game multi one refund per day. So one on Friday, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. They've changed their two dollar footy lines. So instead of it being every game for the week, they're only doing it in the AFL on Friday and Sunday. So Saturday. If you're going to bet on the lines, it's only $1.90 there. So see if you can find value elsewhere. 
and they've got the mega multi as they usually do for plus legs. Uh, and if you go more legs, you get uh, you can lose more of those legs to get a bonus back there. Uh, Neds, they've got the $2 lines only on Friday and Sunday in the AFL. They've got the early payout at halftime. I'm sure no one really uses that um, if they're up by 20 plus. And then the same game multi, they've usually had it for one refund per day on all days, but they've only got Friday and Saturday this week in the AFL at Nets. So is that still first bet for the day or is it just all the games on Friday, all games on Saturday? Uh, just one. Damn. <laughs> Might have to adjust one of my bets. <laughs> just one one <laughs> refund per day. Bet365 is as normal. Tab is as normal. Uh, actually, the Friday Night Lights, I put it out there on Twitter because it's not actually out there yet. The Thursday Night Lights for NRL is, but I'm confident that it's going to be there tomorrow. So yes, put yes, it out true. early. We'll put it out early. Um, the Moneyball, I've only got... The same game multi-offer, which minimum mods have to be $3 source. What do you yeah, say? Well, you look the fool, don't you, Pez? Because you're banned. Uh, we've got two head-to-head disposals. You've got on the uh, Friday night, Clayton Oliver versus Andy Brayshaw, $2 uh, each way. Each horse gets 2 bucks in that one. And wow. the other one is Tommy Stewart versus Bailey Smith, $2 a piece each way as well. So clear favourites in Bailey Smith and Clayton Oliver in those ones. But uh, have, have two a bunch. 2 bucks either way. You love that. And if it's a draw? It uh, doesn't pay out. The pay is a loss. A loss is a, draw. a loss. Loss is a tie. Okay, interesting. Ties avoid. It says. Oh, ties avoid. That's not a loss. That's you get money back. That's good. Oh, okay, that's even better. Excellent. All right. So it's even, it's better than a draw. <laughs> you actually get something. Maybe, get that's, what, maybe that's what we should do. We should do for the AFL is just if they draw, it's a void. It just doesn't count. Yeah, they get two points each, which is what they do already. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, avoid means they don't even play. They just get no loss, no win. They did play already, so I don't know what you're talking about. Blue bet, they've got the 12-point special for the rest of the year, the early payout, the multi-bonus, the footy multi-bet, and they've got Bluey's goal scorer Bonanza. Source. This one got up last week. The five. It did. It did. I had a cheeky twenty-five in my old, uh, my personal account. account. Yeah, I'm uh, not under that high profile bit. No, that's all right. That's all right. But uh, they got Bluey's goal scorer Bonanza this week. Any five of the seven players below. You got Petrarca, Ginevan, Warner, Dangerfield, Cripps, Steele, Neil. I think they've gone a bit cheekier this week with it because it won last week. Steel. And I think they've put in players like uh, Lockie Neil, Jack Steele, who aren't as well known to be kicking goals. Petrarca's not going to kick a goal in every single game. No. Uh, neither is Chad Warner. Neither is Patrick Dangerfield in that thing. Like, Ginevan would be the the main one there that would maybe definitely kick a goal on the weekend. And everyone else is either hit or miss, but you need five of them out of seven if you want to get that at four bucks. That's true, Pez. All right, let's get on to the, uh, the where the money is made, Pez. It's a great round of footy, this one, Pez. Round 20, two rounds to go. First game of the uh, the round, Fremantle taking on Melbourne. You're looking at a second on fifth, Pez. And Fremantle, they really needed that win last week to secure top four. So they're going to need this one to make sure that they're there at the end uh, at the end of the year in September. Fremantle, two $1.05 outsiders, $1.77 favourites are the Ds. Minus two and a half is the line. Total game points, 144 pairs. Very low uh, for AFL standard, but not for Melbourne standard. This game is at Optus Stadium, 8.10 pairs. Uh, so for our time, very late start for a Friday. Yeah, well, um, I'll be missing the last quarter of this game because I'll be asleep. But uh, no, Fremantle, I've gone a, a little bit weird here because I don't really know... Uh, who's going to win and and what's going to come out. So I've gone a little bit alternate within the over and under. So I think it's going to be over around 134. So mine needs to be between 135, but it also needs to be under 174 and a half. So 135 to 174, somewhere falling in between there for the game points. And I've just put Melbourne plus 29 and a half. I, I think Fremantle can win the game. Uh, but I also think Melbourne might come out and uh, try and get a little bit of revenge from last time when they lost on the MCG when after they had a big lead. So uh, I think that's there. $2.45, put a unit on it. Yeah, I've gone uh, Fremantle with Bluebet, uh, just straight head-to-head pairs. I, I, I like what you said about them getting the chocolates last time. That draw last week, uh, they, they need to win the games at home. We said this earlier in the year. They'll come out really fired up. Um, hopefully they, they get back to some of that um, more attacking style football. They sort of went back to their, their defensive-minded things there. They're getting a little bit tired, but sleeping in their beds for, for their own beds for a week. They'll be there. Home crowd will be raring. They'll get the noise of, uh, noise of affirmation pairs, the umpiring calls, $2.05. I love that bet. Um, and I've also gone with uh, a max bet Pez, $50 on Oliver to get more disposals than uh, Andy Brayshaw at 2 bucks. 
Ah, it's uh, good that you can do that there. That's, it is uh, good, isn't it? Awesome. Yeah. All right, we get on to the <laughs> to the next bet, Fez. Uh, Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide. $1.68 favourites are the de- uh, so the Pies after a nine-game winning streak. 219 outsiders are Port Adelaide. Minus five and a half is the line. Over under 160 and a half. Fez, can the Pies make it 10 in a row? Well, they could, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Neither I think. I. Uh, I think Porter good value here. Great value. Uh, Two twenty five. Uh, got them at earlier in the in the day. I've got my fifty dollars bonus uh, from last week. A couple of bonuses together there. So at Ladbrokes, put that in uh, straight onto Port Adelaide head to head. No other little sneaky legs or anything because there's no insurance in this. So two twenty five. Uh, a one unit bonus bet. Yeah, love that, Pez. I've gone um, a little bit of the insurance route with Neds, so it's the first game of the day, so that'll be the only one that has a bonus bet, but that's okay. I'm more confident in the other ones anyway. So I've gone over 130.5, the alternate total points, under 190.5 total um, alternate points, and Port Adelaide straight on to win $3.30, 50 bucks on that one, Pez, two units. So if you do want to go the alternate route with the with the total points, and you are confident that a team can win and they're paying a dollar ninety or post two bucks, you get good odds. Yeah, I got them about two something pairs for to get that up at three thirty for for both those ones are like a dollar thirteen, dollar fourteen. Not too bad. Loving that. All right, pairs on to the uh, Battle of the Bridge. Sydney taking on GWS. Are we still calling it the Battle of the Bridge? Uh, not really sure. The if Battle we are. of the Bridge. I think um, when Queensland won the uh, Origin, they had to light oh, up the bridge oh, maroon so i think i think the maroons actually own the bridge at the moment oh well you definitely wouldn't be painting it orange pez because gws are shit this year <laughs> so let's get on to sydney versus GWS. three weeks ago you're still saying dollar <laughs> 19 i told you i ripped them off yeah. i won't be talking about them for the rest of the year dollar 19 favorites are the swans the other team is 475 the line is minus 30 and a half the over under is 168 and a half pez i'm all over sydney in this one i've got my bonus bet on this one minus 30 and a half they get this easy gws are putrid Straight up, straight on the nose, 30 Ooh. and a half. 30 and a half. So win by 31 or more. I um, I don't like it. Love not, it. Not that bet. I don't like the game. Uh, not interested in this one. I think Sydney have shown a habit to lose games they shouldn't lose. And the Giants, with really nothing to play for, except uh, a couple of players in their careers... Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Sydney, Sydney got everything to play for, Pez. They they have a, they can sniff at the top four. They're playing the they're playing the the rivals, the new rivals, their younger brother, the one that's, that's been that's bullied in the last like couple of years. It. No, I love it. That's what I don't like about it because when Sydney have something to play for, that's when they drop drop silly games. You, and you've, you've got you've got brothers, Pez. You got your younger brother who's sitting there and he he tries to show you up. You beat down on him, don't you? Well, it's not really your younger brother. It's like the uh, the adopted. Kid that's come into the the AFL. So what? You're not going to beat up on your adopted brother? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the the next door neighbour, and they've adopted a kid. That, that's what the GWS. Are kind what of I'm like hearing is Pez is an absolute wuss, and uh, he can't hold himself in a fight. So that's disappointing, Pez. Never fought anyone in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you got pretty close at the footy one time against uh, the no. Western Bulldogs. You did. No, you stepped up to him. He called me. No, I called him. You a called him a couple of names, and then you stepped up to him. Yeah, but. He was, and, and he was being a dick. All you wanted to do was see him at the end of the year too because all the argument was about the Western Bulldogs not Missing making the, the finals, eight yeah. after the, their grand final victory. Where is he now, that guy? I don't know where he is, but uh, I was correct. <laughs> you were correct. I was correct that night. And he would have lost a fight, Pez, so that's a good thing. Would have lost he... a fight, but I was right about the footy. <laughs> all right, let's, see if, you, let's see if you're right about the next one, Pez. The Saints taking on Hawthorne. 158 favourites are your Saints. Hawthorne, 239. Minus 8.5 is the line. Over, under, 166.5. Pez, for me, this is a huge danger game for the Saints. Saints were putrid last week. <laughs> it's like, a huge danger. They were, they were really, really poor. Um, no Paddy Ryder in that team does not help at all. Nope. So what I've done is I've put a, a Ladbrokes same game multi together. I've gone either team to win by 24, or between 1 and 24, because I think it can be close. I think St Kilda can win. I also think Hawthorne might be able to win, but <laughs> I don't think anyone can kick away four goals plus. So that's why I put that bet in there. I've had to put a third leg, and I put Brad Crouch to have 20 plus. Uh, he's done it most games this year. He might have missed out uh, only in one game. And I'll put over 136.5 because both sides are, are quite poor and will leak leak a few points. So they should get 140, 140 plus pretty easily. That gives me $2.50, put a unit on that. 
Yeah, you could hear my distaste in this one, Pez. I am not touching this. I would I wouldn't bet this with your money, uh, so <laughs> staying away from that one. Speaking of betting with my own money, you know oh, I've got money in this Geelong. one. Alphabet Stadium, Geelong taking on the doggies. This should be an absolute cracker. Dollar thirty six versus uh the doggies three uh, three sixteen, sorry, minus eighteen and a half is the line. Pez, I think this is a massive danger game for the for the cats. These are the ones that they sort of lose coming towards the, the finals time. Um I am not steering clear, I am betting, but I haven't got the Geelong result in it. No shit, you're betting. Longer <laughs> there. Well, if you're not betting on the result, I've gone a source same game multi here. Oh. You are going to absolutely froth this one and oh love yeah. this. I've gone with Ned's the Saturday, you know, bet back. Uh, Two dollars eighty six. This gets me. I've gone Geelong to win, which you would like because you usually bet on Geelong to win. I've gone your man Stengel two plus goals. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and I've gone your man Atkins fifteen oh, plus disposals. Pez, I love it. Uh, $2.86, put a unit on it for you. There you go. Oh, I got a stiffy. Woo! Oh, do I ever, Pez? It's actually funny that you said about Atkins because I've got Atkins in mine uh, uh, for 15 disposals. Love it. Uh, it was $1.40 last week, down yeah. to $1.18. I love it still. Still love it. Uh, Pez got a message from one of the fans saying, uh, no Atkins for, for 15 or more disposals. And I said, wrong. <laughs> Get over to Ned's. Get over Ned's because you can get him there Jesus. at dollar uh, eighteen. Pez, I've got the uh, total points for this game over one sixty three and a half. Um, I've got the Geelong alternate handicap plus seventeen and a half. So I think we get the chocolates there, and of course my man Tommy Atkins fifteen or more disposals. That gives me two fifty odds, two units. <laughs> you love it, but I'm pretty sure you like my bet. In that one. I do love your bed. <laughs> I got a stiffy. I told you. Yes. <laughs> it's going to make the next game really Thanks, awkward. Uh, all right, we've got Adelaide taking on Carlton. The uh, the second Saturday night game. Two seventy one outsiders are the Crows. A dollar forty seven are the Blues. Minus thirteen and a half is the line in favour of the Carlton. Over under one sixty three and a half. Pez, uh, this this is an important game for the Blues. They need to get this one an away win against a team Adelaide who has been you know they've they've sort of uh, been improving the last couple of weeks. Take out that loss to Hawthorne. Yeah, my tents just collapsed here because uh, I've got absolutely no interest in this game. <laughs> Carlton should uh, definitely just uh, run over the top and get the win, but strange things can happen, and I'm steering clear in a betting term of this game, and... Uh don't have, don't have much interest at all. No, no interest in me in this one, Pez. All right, straight on to Gold Coast, taking on West Coast, Battle of the Coast. Oh, speaking of no interest. Yeah, no, I like this game, Pez. Uh, the Suns are $1.14 favourites. Uh, clearly, 5.75 outsiders of the coasters in West Coast. 34.5 is the line over under 167.5. Pez, you've got no interest, but West Coast, what are they doing? Well, they don't <laughs> like playing at the Gold Coast. They do not. <laughs> not from a couple of seasons ago in COVID. What, you think Gold Coast is going to kick the shit out of them? I think they're going to kick the shit out of them, Pez. Yep. I, I've got this. Uh, this is a straight out uh, one unit over 138 and a half alternate line. Go Gold Coast uh, first quarter, just them to win it, and the alternate line, Pez, of minus 44 and a half. I've oh, uh, bumped it up a little bit. Bumped it up. I think they get the win by 40 or plus. Uh, so one unit at $3.03. $3.03. Chol will probably uh, kick a few. He's kicked a goal in every game this year. Uh, yeah, he has too. He looks good, Chol. He looks great, great recruit for the Suns. Uh, a win-win in that trade. Wait, did they trade or did he just walk out the door? Uh, just a win-win. Yeah, cool. It's a, it's a draw. Uh, speaking of draws, we got Richmond. And speaking of Chol, we got Richmond. In the next game, Pez, the Tigers taking on the Lions. 185 versus the $2 outsiders, the Lions. Minus 2.5 is the line. Over, under, 175.5. Pez, really crucial game for the for the Tigers to win this, but equally as important for Brisbane. Not only playing away from uh, Brisbane, playing a game in Melbourne. They're going to need to win in there in September. And uh, playing a team that uh, they really need to solidify as a top four side. That's the big one. Playing a game at the MCG source for the Brisbane Lions. They have struggled there. Something shocking. They struggled there this year. And they don't play there that often. But when they do, they lose. And uh, Richmond kind of need to bounce back and win from last week. But they are missing a few key components. So I do agree that the odds should be close. I don't know which way it should stem. But what I've done is I've put a three-leg same game multi uh, with lads to try and uh, get that little bonus back if uh, something goes pear-shaped. Richmond plus 33.5. Brisbane plus 18.5. So I'm more leaning towards Brisbane to win, but I think it will be close either way. And over 154.5 points on the, on the Sunday afternoon there at the MCG. Uh, th- th- those three legs, $2.21, one unit. 
Like that, Pez. Uh, I, I agree. I think it's a it's a fifty fifty game. Um, I think this means more to Brisbane, and uh, they've been playing a little bit better footy than Richmond. Richmond, you know, they've had won one game in the last five. You now you include the draw, that's you know one and a half wins. So it's not not great performance for them. A lot of those have been at home, you know, in Victoria. So I'm going uh, something cheeky for this one. I'm going Brisbane alternate line minus sixteen and a half. I think they get it done by over three goals. Uh, the over. Alternate line, 166.5, and Zach Bailey to get 20 or more disposals. I've got my $50 bonus bet on that one at eight bucks. Oh, your fingers, fingers crossed there. And uh, final game of round 20 now, is an absolute snooze fest. Absolutely, Pez. Essendon taking on North Melbourne. ten favourites are the Bombers. $7, rightfully so, outside is North Melbourne. Minus 41.5 is the line. Over, under, 169.5. Pez, I've got no interest in this game. I'll leave it over to you. Yeah, the market doesn't make me uh, nah, go... It's not enticing at all. No interest either. So after Richmond-Brisbane, that'll be the end of the round for both <laughs> of us. And uh, we'll just be having a little snooze there on a Sunday afternoon, getting ready for the, the week to start on Monday because oh, um, yeah no, nothing there for my I multi I don't know why they put that, that one at, at, like they could put the it's such a snooze fest like put the Adelaide Carlton one on the Sunday afternoon keep me a little interested put the Essendon North Melbourne on the same as the Geelong Western Bulldogs because no one's going to be watching that game anyway but at least give us something to watch in the Adelaide Carlton I've got a little bit more interest in that than North Melbourne Essendon Ugh. Oh, they're no good at the fixturing the AFL fixturing we know that shocking um, but the multi now I have said in the past I have said when Tab have the three-plus legs head-to-head and one loses as a bonus, you have to go with it. But this week, I can't do it. I can't go with it. I'm not confident in three teams winning. I would put Port Adelaide in there. I'm not going to put Gold Coast at $1.15. I'm not going to put Essendon at $1.10. And St Kilda Hawthorne, 50-50. There's, no, there's not three games that I'm super confident in. So I haven't gone with Tab. Did you go with Tab? I did. Uh, and uh, I've gone with Sydney, as I told you about that, beating up the older brother. And uh, I guess, you know, you not having uh, been in a fight, you wouldn't understand what it's like to beat down on someone. Sydney, I definitely understand that. And they'll do that on the weekend. Brisbane, I, I, you sort of lent towards Brisbane. I sort of lean towards Brisbane. I think they get it done by three or more. And Gold Coast, told you how much I liked that line. That gives me um, smaller odds than uh, our, our multis are usually. 276, but two units on that one. Very surprised you didn't have. Port Adelaide in that, but probably because you've already got a bet on them. I've already got a bet on that one. And you didn't want to continue that. I've gone with Bet365 for my multi, uh, and I've just gone a cheeky source there. Cheeky! Just just a cheeky 0.4 units. uh, Port Adelaide to win at 220. The Sydney and Greater Western Sydney game, over 169.5. Sydney have shown that they can score very heavily, and hopefully that happens. Uh, Again, St Kilda Hawthorne, over 167.5. Just putting something in there. And the Geelong Bulldogs down at GMHBA. Over 163.5. So three overs in that game and Port Adelaide to win. Uh, gives me odds of uh, $16.20. Betting for the sake of betting pairs. I love it. <laughs> That's all that is. That's all that is. I needed to do a cheeky and uh, nearly hit my four leg. I bet 365 last week, but uh, missed out by that one leg. Oh, as always is the case with the, uh, I was about to say the Cheeky Punt Pod. There's an old reference, there, isn't oh, it? The old Cheeky Punt Pod. There we go. There we but go. There are our bet slips. They will be up before the start of the round at Behind the Bound on Twitter if you want to follow along and say anything on there. If you've got any questions or you want to ask us anything, please uh, slide into our DMs on Twitter uh, and get a little bit raunchy in there and uh, ask anything you want. We'll answer it on the pod uh, as we always do. Yeah, make sure you jump on uh, iTunes or Spotify, leave a comment, leave a five-star review. That's how other AFL fans and other bettors can find our lovely podcast. Um, Pez, uh, we're about to wrap it up. That's it. Best of luck with your punting this weekend. Uh, I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still Source. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a punt, bet responsibly. Now you're gone.